Greetings, holisticans. Dr. Brandon Nielsen here, and today I have a question for you. What is involved with all psychological problems? So depression, anxiety, involved with all sickness and health, involved with war, with getting married, with everything you can imagine that has to deal with health, wellness, well-being, peace on earth. I've got the answer. And if I have time, I'll share with you a couple of um, things that you can do to actually change that. All right. So, so let's talk about this. What is it that causes wars to be started? What is it that causes us to, to fall in love to want to be married, to have children. Uh, You know, it's involved with all depression, anxiety. It's involved with fights. It's involved with service and taking care of the sick and the needy and the widows and the widowers. It's one thing. See, one thing is actually the window into our souls. It's the window into our thoughts. It's so important. And that is, are you ready? I mean, I need a drum roll for this, but it is emotions. Yes, emotions, you guys. Thought leads to emotion. Emotions leads to feelings. Or feelings are emotions over a time. Without emotion, without feeling, you will not take action or inaction. Because a lot of times the feeling of, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go into work. It's, there might be a feeling of fear. There might be a feeling of dread. Okay, that, that emotion causes us to take inaction. That emotion causes us to take action. So the emotions become the actual window into our soul. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm feeling quite fine. I'm feeling just a little bit tired, all right? And I could explain all the emotions behind that. But with that emotion then comes inaction or action. It causes, emotions are at the root cause of war. See, they become the fuel. They're actually the fuel that causes us to take action or inaction. So when I say they're involved with all all war, they're involved with all peace on earth, it always comes down to emotions. And with those emotions, how we perceive how, we're, how we perceive our reality or our own perception. Because it's interesting, when you really break down emotions, emotions we can look at in our bodies. So they're, a, they're similar to like a neuropeptide structure. So they're protein-like structures, almost look like a pearl, pearl chain, right? Or a pearl necklace. So imagine a pearl necklace. And those neuropeptides or chemicals, protein-like structures, they, they're, they're just protein. But it depends on what, how we filter or how we perceive our perception of those proteins and what they mean to us. So see, like for example, I'll give you a very simple example, but when when you come to a red eight-sided sign, you automatically think stop, even if it doesn't have the word in it. 
Well, likewise, in our body, there are certain, those protein-like structures, neuropeptides, and when we see those in our body, and when we're feeling a certain way, then it fuels us to do a certain thing. It might be come out as anger. That same type of, same type of um, emotion might come out to you as fear or to sadness. You know, kids, oftentimes you'll hear children or kids, they'll say, I'm feeling sad. And always they'll say, oh, I'm sad, right? Uh, my little daughter, I'll ask her, she's only 18 months, and I'll ask her, are you feeling mad? She'll say, yes! And then she'll start jibber-jabbing and saying, one of the kids did this or that, and she gets mad, right? So, it's interesting to think that these emotions fuel actions in our life. And as we've been able to study emotions and what they do, emotions are actually, it's very interesting interesting because when you look at genes all right so we have this whole genetic sequence that makes up our body and historically we put a lot of emphasis as doctors on you know like your family history and so with your family history we think okay well what what did your parents what were the diseases that your parents suffered or your or your siblings or aunts or uncles or grandparents and a lot of times we put a lot more emphasis on familial history. However, yes, familial history is important. What we now know is that there are certain things, especially in the emotions and the feelings, that can actually change the gene or shut off that gene expression. So although you might be you know, susceptible or more likely to have cancer, it's an easy one to recognize. People think, ah, cancer, depending on how you feel depending on your connection with other people in life and your well-being, you can actually shut off the cancer gene. Now, I'm not talking about like once it's in full force. Yes, that can still work, but I'm talking about shutting it off before it ever happens. Likewise with different autoimmune diseases. All right, so we're seeing this and emotions start and feelings start acting like the... They start acting like an epigenetic component, not like, but they are an epigenetic component, meaning that they're above the gene. So they actually control or help control the gene expression. So in simple form, if I were to just say, all you got to do is control how you feel. All right. So the lowest of emotions, the most harmful emotions that cause damage that lead to dis-ease or unorganized matter would be the emotions of like anger. It's one of the most common emotions that really causes disorganization or unorganized matter which ends up in dis-ease or disease, right? So you take, for example, if somebody has uh, kidney problems, kidneys are more related to like the fear and so if I were to just go through the motions, okay, let me go through really quickly. So if I were to start from top to bottom, so if we were to stop, start right at kind of the head or the brain or the very top center, I would consider those emotions of like connectivity, guilt, shame, being connected to God or your maker, all right, or being disconnected or a sense of like pride. If I were to go down into the throat, and into the heart area, I think more of the emotions kind of lost or vulnerability, um, kind of instability, uh, lack of direction. If I were to go down to, yes, heart. If I were to go down into the stomach, kind of pancreas 
and spleen area, then I would think more of the emotions of like low self-esteem or considering value or worth. Or on the opposite end, um, people are, who are egotistical can also have problems uh, with that area. Then if we go like back into the small intestine, that's also kind of deals with heart, kind of throat area, what I told loss, vulnerable, those type of things, unsure of yourself. Then we go into, I didn't mention, I forgot lungs, lungs and kind of large intestine. I'd be looking more at sadness and grief and feeling stuck like you can't move. Also, one thing I forgot about the stomach would be like the feelings of being unsettled, uh, which is interesting about the stomach because, you know, when you're not, something's not settling right. So all these emotions are connected. And then if we go lower lower down into um, the gonads and the reproductive organs, again, we're going to look more at kind of the lost or vulnerable, can't move forward, some of those type of things. So with each area of the body, we have different emotions. Now, Sometimes I hear very novice speakers, I've heard them in the past, and they will say, now in your low back is is dealing with money issues. And I kind of I kind of have to chuckle or laugh because that's such a a broad uh like yeah, that's like maybe one percent of the time, or they'll say, in between your shoulder blades is guilt. <laughs> and I'm kinda of like, yeah, not so much. Maybe one percent of the time. You know, in between the shoulder blades can be any of those emotions. So I, I named some general areas, but let's say up in your head, you have a pain. It could be a physical pain and it doesn't relate with emotions at all of that area. It could be fear. All right. You can have a frozen emotion of a fear because you got to remember that there are 37 trillion cells in our body. Wait, what? See, you don't even comprehend that. I don't even comprehend the number trillion, 37 trillion cells. But 37 trillion cells, each one of those cells have a, has a mind of its own. And these feelings actually become the subconscious mind. Wait, what? Yes, I'm going there. So the feelings of the feelings become the sub- subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is what controls your life. And it's much more, more, much more powerful than your conscious mind. You don't go around all day thinking about, oh, my heart's got to beat, my heart's got to beat, or your body automatically is feeling, it's automatically having emotions all day long, and you generally don't even recognize those emotions. But remember, I told you the emotion is the fuel that propels us into action. And so here's, here's a tip. And every single cell in the body has a mind or its own nucleus. Remember the nucleus? And it has a mind component to that. Every single cell. So you got to realize that every single cell, 37 trillion cells of you, has a mind of its own. When it becomes unorganized or chaotic, it starts to call what is called disease. So that's why I say feeling good, yes, is so important. So one of the easiest, the greatest things that you can do is start to recognize how you're feeling. Really start to recognize how how are you feeling. Check in with yourself. If you need to set an alarm, check in with yourself. Monitor how you're feeling. And then one of the other easy things, I'm just going to say this right now, some of the higher frequencies of genetic expression or allowing us to feel or to heal or to live in organized or instead of getting out of this unorganized matter or disease is actually the feeling of gratitude. Feeling of gratitude, the feeling of love, 
and then the feeling of joy. Those are some of the highest frequencies of genetic expression and being able to feel that then allows us to take action. So that's all the time I have today. I Hopefully that helps. You guys, this, this is phenomenal stuff once you're able to grasp this. The ability to start to control your own mind, not just your brain. You guys, I said every single cell in your body has a little brain, but it has a mind of its own. If you can start to organize every single cell in your body, all the minds, 37 trillion minds, into one complete unit, you start to become one with spirit. You start to become one with your creator, with God. And it starts with, yes, the thought, but you can make it go either way with the emotion, the feelings. So focus on the emotions, focus on the feelings, and let me know what happens. Thanks so much. I'm Dr. Brandon Nielsen. And remember this, to live in wholeness every day, And if you like this, share, subscribe, do all those things that you can do to help uh, continue to push the message of greatness out. Thanks so much.